Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and I've got the whole crew with me, Matt, Andrew, Mike. How are you all doing, guys? What up, what up, what up? Yo. How has everybody's gaming week been? I've been I've been chugging along through some stuff, both stuff that's been really fun and stuff that's that's been making me pretty mad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um. I- you and Andrew got me re-addicted to Destiny last night. So, <laughs> I, you know, I do. I don't know if this is necessarily a good, ever a good sign for a game or whatever. But like, when you play a game and then like you go to bed and you're still playing the game in your head, yeah, uh, it's either like a sign that either it's a really good and and uh, it happened to know. me with Overwatch. Be careful, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, well, in, in 2018, when I was first playing Destiny, that I like that's what happened and now all those memories came flooding back last night so you know the the lsd flashback you just cracked your spine and you're just like oh guardian assemble back in nam i like i like that we're starting our games as a service uh story arc here we're all gonna become (laughs) destiny filled except matt matt's gonna be the only one just (laughs) like ashamed of the three of us every week the only one with Uh, strength like here's the thing i i really you know, Destiny has gotten way too busy and like the season shit I can't stand. But what kept me so engrossed in it when I was playing it more regularly, which was primarily back with Destiny 1, is the combat and shooting is very rewarding, I think. I yes. think it's 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 a it's a really good shooting system. Like it feels yeah. good to shoot the guns, they're accurate. Well, and there's so much to do visually like, outside pleasing. of the season stuff. Yeah. Like, you could just go around killing people all day long, like do different dungeon things, like do patrols. The raids. The, yeah, raids, the raids. strikes, yeah, PvP. Like, you don't even have to worry about so much of the other shit. Like, I, I feel like it's a game I could just have fun. Like, I had a lot of fun just playing it last night, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those games where, again, the core, like, mechanic of, you know, say, in this case, like, the gunplay is very satisfying right mm-hmm. but yeah. then everything else around it just makes Ugh. me want to shoot myself yes. with, with, <laughs> with the make-believe gun it's just like i was just like we're, we're we're you know we're playing we're in discord and like you just guys just hear me just randomly complaining about like yeah. i've got another fucking pop-up i've got another fucking reminder i've got another fucking uh you know tip and trick and the ui on this thing is just made for babies with with adhd severe ADHD. Yes. oh my god arms. yes just like brain poisoning beyond there's, belief there's so much there it is just like it's it is both overwhelming as well as i want nothing to do with the majority of what's there like they're like yeah, oh yeah you can up like I, yeah. again i don't understand the point of having being able to upgrade your 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 gear and stuff in a looter shooter because you're getting new loot i guess yes until the end game yeah you upgrade stuff when you've got your like real end game gear and stuff but like why would i waste my time or my effort learning the you know the crafting and and that ever system when i'm just going to get something better after the next mission no totally i mean yeah and that's why i say like you know there's so much you could just ignore and you could just run around and shoot with your friends if you want to you know yeah so that was it was fun for them we were just like oh yeah anybody anybody want to play a game yeah we were doing this last night and we're like oh yeah let's just you know tool around in destiny and it was it was enjoyable it It was enjoyable when you could ignore those those things but uh and we were yeah. also like you had to progress to a certain point in like the campaign for us to be able to you know play together so yeah. like now that we're beyond that we don't necessarily like we could just go around doing all the raids like you know just doing dungeons shooting around you know it, it'll be less of that annoying pop-up bullshit well, see i'm still getting the pop-ups yeah. i'm still even doing that shit it's because it's it's all like like uh it's all about uh it's like yeah tips and tricks for for how to just manage the the gameplay it's like okay i get it i get that i need to press this button to track a quest i get that i need to like do this to to like check my new gear like i get it like leave me alone how do i turn that off i mean i'm sure there i'm sure there's a setting but like again the ui is so impenetrable that like i don't it would take me an hour (laughs) just to try to find that 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 toggle button hacking into the mainframe (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah Uh, but yeah, that it was you know enjoyable enough for what it is. But you know, I've been playing some some of my own games on the side, like started a new stream game, 
Oh man, I love Mass Effect. Folks, come watch me play Mass Effect 3 on Thursdays on twitch.tv slash campaign comrades. I like it's so hard for me now just to not want to go play that on my own time, but I'm gonna save it because I was getting so frustrated with Dragon Age Origins and I'm but I'm have gone so far. You know, I, I'm fully falling into the sunk cost fallacy, right? You know, <laughs> I have spent too much time and energy. I'm like so close to the end. I've got like maybe like two major quest lines left and that's the, and, and that's it. That's it. Then I'm at the ending. And I just like, Oh my God, I, I'm done with that game. Well, I want to know how, uh, how you're doing with Pokemon Arceus. I mean, you don't have to yeah, don't want to get, much, get, but... get too much into it. Cause we'll, we'll get into it in, in our upcoming Pokemon focused episode. Um, but it's a similar game where it's like there's part core mechanic parts of it where find it really satisfying and it bothers me and i've got some thoughts about like the addictive nature of its gameplay and of mm -hmm. like the just like the dopamine the 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 structured dopamine hits to like get you to keep buying into it but there's just so much that surrounds that core gameplay that i loathe there's it's just you know nothing nothing like enslaving a creature to fight on your behest yeah that is a, that's that is the a, game where they normalize thing. it yeah, they explain like, no, that they, they want they, to be. Yeah, they, they, they want like, to be your slaves. Yeah, they like living <laughs> living in their little home. As the the line was as comfy as can be. They shrink themselves down to fit in the pokeball as comfy as can be. Uh, but no, it's just like the again, it's like the the structure of the game that I find infuriating. Like how satisfying that core gameplay loop is. All the things that then pull you back out of it and make you have to then go through all these fucking stupid cutscenes that would be better if they had voice acting and well yeah like, I, I could mean, tolerate i could tolerate that stuff if they made other decisions but like you should also make sure your tech speed is on fast that is a uh a pokemon oh, okay. hack from a <laughs> yeah, from a okay. true gamer right, from, well, from a button masher uh to a to a you know regular rpg player um there are ways to speed up that text and, and mash through it okay I mean, I'm already mashing through it, but yeah, it could, yeah. It could be always be faster. Yeah, yeah. This at least you know the the text comes up faster, so you, you know your button mashing, you could uh, get a better uh, you know uh, intervals. But you know, like the filling out the Pokedex thing and all the research projects, you know, like it like preys on the worst like OCD parts of my brain. It's just like, nope, gotta fill out, gotta fill out this list. It is like a checkbox, literally, yeah. but it's like well, and that the way you do it is actually satisfying gameplay. And yeah, and that one's good because they made it so that you could get all of the Pokemon in the game. Like, there's no version exclusives, things like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we won't we don't have to go into any more. But I mean, that's a definitely a a draw of that game. I've been playing it before bed. I'm like, I'm only gonna play for thirty minutes. It's like mm -hmm. it's I'm getting into bed. It's yep. eleven thirty. I'm gonna play till midnight. I, yep. I I I put it down. It's like one fifteen. I'm like, God, yep. fucking damn it. <laughs> Welcome to my life. That's why when you said the other day, we like you know, I'm gonna play it for a little bit before bed. I wanted to text you and be like, be prepared for two to three hours. Yeah, like you can't do thirty minutes, especially in the beginning of that game. Like mm -hmm. that's why I would always just plow through them. So that that was that was uh, that was something. But uh, oh, the other thing I guess was a good transition into our uh, our first story, which is in a way just the the conclusion of a story that I brought to us in our last month's episode. But my latest gaming thing is I am building my own character and running through the solo adventure for the Pathfinder starter set because my. My D and D group has decided that we are all invested in exploring new systems and starting, you know, starting with Pathfinder. After all the fucking craziness and shenanigans in the bullshittery that that the D and D community has had to go through in this past month, um, we finally said, "No." Nope. Pathfinder player, the first thing you have to learn, and this is very important. Is it any time someone starts talking about five E, you have to say, "Well, in yeah, Pathfinder." Yeah. Or you say, well, "Have you this. ever?" Yeah. You should. You should really try playing Pathfinder. That's got to be your your ingrained response to any. Is that like the CrossFit vegan? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it. No, it's a constant th thing in uh, in you know the the tabletop online space is just like people are like complaining about five E. So it's always the first like ten comments underneath that are always, "Well, have you considered trying this system? Have you considered doing this? <laughs> have you considered playing something else besides D and D?" And we've talked about it in I think in long episodes. Yeah, long time ago where it's like 
in theory that sounds good but there's actual some some you know it's like the third party system in america well there's you know? there's some issues involved there well it's like that's actually a decent analogy in that like you know this is a bad thing this is not like defending this but like there are more people who will play D, right it's hard enough to find people let's say locally that you're you know, say if you want to play in person who are going to play it if you're going to find something it's going to be D. like like yeah pathfinder has the pathfinder society but like the I, i'm blanking now on what the uh the adventurers league or whatever it, you know is at your friendly local game store you know they're going to have an adventurers league thing you know so it's it's so much easier to do that if someone's already invested and bought the core books for that you like it's a it's you know it, it speaks of some classism you know to be like oh yeah go out and buy this these random systems yeah like indie things are cheap like you know you can get them on itch for like 10 bucks but like you know, some people like, you know, be like, no, I've, I've, you know, put my investment into this and I'm going to stick with it. Um, not to mention the time that it takes to learn new systems and, and all that. So whatever, but basically Dungeons and Dragons has fucked up so massively that they've made pe so many people overcome all those hurdles. Like Pathfinder, <laughs> Pathfinder has now like had their most sales like ever. It's like in one month, they've had more sales in the past six combined I forget the exact the exact detail. It's 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 insane. But so we have finally. This is like my main story that I wanted to bring up is you know we talked about the ongoing uh, nature of the OGL debacle that uh, that was happening, folks. If you want to catch our initial discussion on that, go back. Uh, was it three episodes ago? And and see our discussion on it. Um, but things have finally been wrapped up. The the real unthinkable has happened. Wizards has finally backed off. And what we thought was like their red line in the sand, we thought like they were going to be um, deauthorizing the original open gaming license. But, you know, they had got such negative back backlash. They got such negative feedback to all the... Um, to all their proposed changes. They had like one that they called then OGL... 2.0 and then now they did OGL 1.2 like they're just trying to screw with your mind about like which version is which and like oh yeah this was bad but you know we're retra we're you know we're we're pulling back a little bit and making this better and we don't necessarily need to go into we, like because it's not necessarily worth going into what were the proposed things about uh what what their latest uh, or their last attempt was which i think again was called the 1.2 but they put out something that they were calling a they were calling it a play test because they were handling it in quote unquote in the way that they would do their normal rules updates put put this this one really was a draft not the, the what they tried to spin as a draft for the original one which was not that's bullshit don't let them lie to you um you don't you don't send a draft to creators with a contract to sign. You know that's 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 not a thing. Um, so they you know they put this out to get feedback. They got such overwhelmingly negative feedback that it was like. And so we're recording this episode on February fourth. It was some supposed to be the feedback survey was supposed to be available to like. February 13th and they're like okay shit we've gotten such such you know negative uh responses to this that they like shut it down after a week it was something like 89% of respondees were unsatisfied with uh with the current system that was then going into the stuff with them also adding it to a creative commons license which mike maybe you can explain a little bit in a second what that was and where that might be different because they're saying now oh yeah we're going to Eventually, they're saying, oh, we have the original OGL 1.0, but we're also putting it out on the Creative Commons, and you can choose which one you do. And the Creative Commons, basically, from my understanding, is truly irrevocable because they have now released any control over it. Um, they don't have any ownership over that license anymore. Um, but uh, they got such negative feedback. 89% said that they were they were unsatisfied with the current draft. 88% said that they weren't going that they wouldn't publish under it. A majority of people were or did did approve of the common the the uh, the Creative uh, Commons license, and those who didn't approve wanted it to be expanded. I was in that in that when I did my fill out my survey, I was in the no, it's not good enough. Put as much in there as possible. I, what I thought was interesting about this is like, this is like a very niche 
kind of one-off instance where consumer activism um, it works successful it works yeah. somehow but like, it's, that's it, but it's astounding. a weird it's such a weird like industry or and and company to be doing it with in the fact that i mean because like, they, the they are dependent they're are dependent the upon the like they're the tabletop space is is so is dominated by that kind of liberal like almost rad lib kind of yeah. person yeah. um yeah they're the reactionary grognards but they are a shrinking community but like they are so dependent upon those core people that they actually somehow showed a great deal of solidarity and you know people canceled their D beyond subscriptions and they're like oh fuck we actually lo are losing money and that's all they care about well and it's not even the on the people side i guess that i was thinking of but just more that the company was willing to react because like you know all that same consumer activism could have happened um and they could have just you know said fuck it we got you know we'll 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 find a way to continue profiting um you know you can't hurt us na 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 boo boo um yeah it's it's astounding but, to me that it that it worked and that they actually but, rolled but that's it why, back why i say that it's like such a uh, interesting uh company and market because it like the popularity of D D was built off of like these homebrews these you know yeah. the ability to create uh you know uh completely new adventures and, and license and things like that like so it, it it's it wasn't just as if it was consumer activism it was kind of like a cross-section of you know like labor and consumer mm. activism at, at yeah. some level um and, and even like shareholder activism there in, is in some organ there is some organizing work that's going on now like i don't think you could call it like a union or whatever but they're creating a TTRPG creator association form. Yeah. So like a lot of like the midstep for unions something. and especially in like the gig economy, like where you can't unionize and it's just independent contractors. Mm -hmm. um, and this would fall into that. Um, you know, these like, uh, like work, almost like a worker co-op is, is what a lot of them are called. It's just like a place to, build worker solidarity that you know is sharing resources you know uh sharing knowledge with one another on how to negotiate um you know you don't have the institutional power to combat the corporation but you at least have like the individual um you know solidarity amongst the individuals and sharing of like you know uh resources and things um which could definitely be helpful in, in these instances and <clears throat> i think I think a key factor in like why they actually kind of responded to this reaction is also the fact that, which you've both touched on, uh, this this doesn't just you know a lot of the the times that these corporations will do something that is objectively negative for you know either a consumer or someone that interacts with their product. It's it's usually just impacting one of those groups yep. in a really negative way whereas this one not only impacts those creators but it but because it impacts those creators it impacts almost all of their consumers as well right. and 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 I those creators are sometimes consumers right yes absolutely <clears throat> so i think that's a factor there that is like you said mike more unique to this sort of uh sector industry but what's, what's just so surprising to me is just to, to see a such a large corporation like this, you know, truly back, you know, back down and, and, you know, take such a massive L, you know, it's, it's surprising me that, to me that they would, you know, I mean, it, it, it's purely damage control, right? That's the only, they had some sort of internal calculus that they were saying, like, we have already lost a lot. If we continue to push push forward, no, no matter whatever financial gains we could maybe scrape from this new this new thing, we'll we'll still end up losing more than we have now. So our yeah, only I would, our, I would have loved to hear that conversation, you know, like the the conversations that went on for that. Because like I said, they could have said, you know, fuck you, I, you might be able to hurt us for a little bit, but we'll just change. You know, we're Hasbro. At well, they the end were of the they day. were banking on they were banking on that. There's internal there was internal leaks coming out that like they're basically like, oh, uh, this is the leadership. They're like, 
you know, the, the fan base is overreacting. We're going to, you know, we're going to wait this out, let them, you know, cool down and forget about it. And we will push it through. Mm-hmm. We'll push it through eventually. But yep. And like, just because they've taken it off the table now certainly doesn't mean that won't be the case, Correct. you know, 12 months from well, now. Well, because, yeah, the question that people are having is like, what happens when one D&D, which again, that's it's sixth edition. When, when the new edition of the game comes out, what are they going to do? Because, you know, when fourth edition came out, they, they didn't publish it under the OGL. The original OGL came out in two, the, in 2000, you know, they, they tried putting it out. They tried putting fourth edition out under its own thing, the GSL or something like that. And it didn't work. And that, that edition, you know, basically imploded and saw them lose a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of money. Um, but the, it's just again it's 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 just so so wild to me that they are like that because the, the the fact of the matter is we didn't even have to be here you know they they have only lost in this whole thing you know mm-hmm. they gained they gained nothing they've only lost ground they and and it's so it's so unheard of for a company to to accept that to just you know accept those losses to not just be like well we've gone so far we've we've made this sacrifice we got to, we have to even if it's like a pyrrhic victory you know it's like where you know we we can we need to have something even if it's like you know that we can like claim to shareholders that you know we're that it was worth creating this backlash it was worth losing uh you know the faith in the community or you know the community's faith in us for this point because we will eventually build it back up to this degree based off of this framework we sent but they were like oh nope we really fucked up yeah but i also wonder if they like andrew said they still got something more nefarious cooking you know that in 12 months it's never over yeah exactly you you have to look back at like (laughs) sadly remember remember when the xbox one first launched and the backlash they got for all of their ideas behind um one-time use on like physical games like you'd buy yes. it the code would get expired and it'd be over and uh, trying to take away the ownership of the the gaming licenses and whatnot and then you know they backed off that they pushed away and like okay you know we won't we won't need you won't need connect anymore fuck connect that sucks <laughs> um, <laughs> like they, they backed off all that and then they slowly started like sprinkling it back in like they're like hey here's game pass you know you, mm-hmm. you still won't yep. It just yeah, makes them like it. sit back and like change their strategy. So yeah. their their right. end I mean, goal is the same. Their, their goal is going to be the same, and that's where yeah. like I, I want to pivot slightly to. Won a battle, didn't win the I, war. I think everybody should uh, go check. Over. Everybody should go check out the uh, this video by YouTuber D and D Shorts. So it's like his his video detailing all the leaks that he was able to gather from people working inside Wizards. I'm not going to go through an exhaustive thing here, but it gives insight into why they did this who was the one responsible and it turns out it was basically one guy um who was responsible for this um and in what they were trying to get out of it and it's like as you're saying you know we've you know they've got something else cooking and folks we should not let them cook we need to (laughs) stop whatever it is let them cook yeah uh it it sounds like the one guy thing is a, a cop out where they're gonna they're gonna be like we got rid of that guy he's no longer here <laughs> i haven't heard and then that. they're gonna slowly again start sprinkling it back in and be like see like he had the wrong version of it we got the good one uh, i mean but the thing is i think they're still gonna try to go with this because the, their whole thing is this this is guy uh chris ko is the v the vp of D digital and he was like he's basically just a former mobile game and mmo executive this guy doesn't oh, even pl- someone this you guy- should really trust. Yeah, this guy doesn't even <laughs> this guy doesn't even play Dungeons and Dragons. Do you even go here, bro? Um, and yeah, we should also start with part of these leaks show that like so many mem- you know workers at Wizards claim that he's both a verbally abusive and incompetent manager. Yeah, um, as they all are. Perfect. Like, <laughs> come on. A key, uh, but so- a key, uh, a key necessary. Uh, skill for for that yes level. so yeah. this guy's this guy is basically because because let's also pull back a little bit cynthia williams the wizards of the coast ceo is a, a, apparently a very hands-off uh uh ceo she like is only uh uh in touch with uh the demands that hasbro is making and it has something to do with what they're calling the hasbro blueprint 2.0 initiative where they're just cutting all, <laughs> they're they're cutting all failing IPs and needing to bank on the profitable ones, 
So, you know, Cynthia Williams is, you know, needs to make D&D reach, uh, you know, the billion dollar milestone that, she's, that magic. She's doing damage control with uh but so yeah the, so the, that has just left uh chris ko he's the one that's like basically overseeing all this and he has uh you know through these leaks and all these internal memoranda has just saying that you know the future of DD is digital and digital only um that you know books will just become the treasured collectibles that they'll still sell but like that's not their the main thing they're trying to create a you know the the digital marketplace walled garden type thing so going with that they It'll need be control cool. yeah It'll be super cool when you can't play D because their servers are down yeah like <laughs> you, you said that earlier someone yeah. someone posted like yeah like this is a, the wild thing that i can't play D because i can't access all my all my materials on D beyond because D beyond is down but so this guy, apparently, this guy apparently hates D and D Beyond. Hated D and D Beyond. His 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 directive was to kill D and D Beyond. Um, that they were the biggest threat to his his goals. He was taken by surprise when down, when they, up. yeah he he was surprised when they bought D and D Beyond. He had no intentions of working them in. He just want he had like apparently had been working on uh, another prototype. He wanted to, yeah, kill D&D Beyond, all other online marketplaces like Roll20, Hero Forge, all those places. Um, consolidating, uh, you know, IP, consolidating the brand. Yeah. It's like we, all he it, wants to do. And so like- Modern capital. Yeah, they're trying to refashion their release schedule into this plug and play module style in that new virtual tabletop that we've seen in Unre- in, that's going to be done in Unreal Engine 5. Um, but so it's the whole thing where, you know, groups don't need a DM and individuals don't need a group. Uh, all of this being heavily monetized with in-app purchases and a high price subscription tier. Um, we've seen, I mean, those- it, it sucks because like, that is a, a cool idea. The idea that, you know, but it's a video game. That's a video game. Yeah. What they're describing so is you, a video you just game. Described, described yes. me playing any video game. But the, the, only, <laughs> the only aspect of it that I think is cool is like, you know, D and D is a, a way to build community. You know, we video games but this in general. Is, but this is neutering that. This is I, basically I, I, saying you don't need to find community. Well, you don't no, need to but, make relationships with people to like actually create stories. You can just you know you know be in your in your basement by yourself and play Dungeons and Dragons on okay, a computer fair. See, by I, yourself. See, I was I was thinking of it as like you know it it almost creating like a discord server so that like it that is not have... their intention that is that is a extremely optimistic yeah. way to look no, at no, it which you, i no, think you're is right. not you're right you're right but uh, what, the idea of like D being accessible to like an individual that could then find community you know uh, that's what that exists that is what like roll 20 is yeah I think it's interface fucking sucks, but like that is that is what Roll Twenty is. Those with those virtual tabletop. The, the end game sounds like on their end, they want you to you know go home from your job, put your VR headset on, lie yeah. down, and be be playing D and D while you're mm-hmm. getting your nutrients through an IV. Yeah, I, I see. You know what? I wonder if they're gonna be like hella late to the NFT train. Oh, the- that, that, <laughs> no, that was a part in the like their new OGLs. Like, oh yeah, you guys can't create nfts or anything like that people are yeah. people if well, you're I looking that, at it they're like they're like oh yeah they're anti-nft it's like no 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 no. they're saying you can't make nfts we make <laughs> yeah. the nfts yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly they're like no we're we're yeah, reserving the they're right in, to... encouraging like co- uh cosmetics and yeah. you know say character models spell animations all that shit is what the in-app purchases were, were going to be and so this whole thing about yeah like the the uh the encounter aided uh, module things that and like all all of these things under a, a subscription tier there were rumors going around of like oh yeah D beyond is going to turn to ai dms and a 30 dollars subscription model and they're like no both of these are false and they can say that and be technically true while yeah. those things still coming into effect because what we're talking about here is no longer D beyond this is the virtual tabletop which is its own thing that virtual tabletop will have like a $30 subscription tier where you get monthly all these modules that you can, again, then plug and play and do and play however you want. And instead of an AI DM, it's just a machine learning program that uh, <laughs> adapts to the player. Yeah. 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 So, so this is their, their dream for what they want D to be. And that becomes untenable with the current digital landscape. Uh, 
they want this walled garden, but under the original OGL, these third party and what they call these like pirate tool things are, exist on the internet for free. And it's under the OGL as it exists, it becomes impossible for them to take them down. So uh, to, to get rid of them. So why would somebody pay $30 when I can get all that stuff for free somewhere else? Well, and that's why, you know, the the executive is pissed that they bought D and D Beyond. Right. So, like you said, you know, he's like, no, we don't want to fucking acquire it. We just yeah, want to yeah. fucking crush it. We yeah, want to crush want... the ability. You can not still only crush digitally, it while acquiring but... it. That's a, a legitimate. No, and and that plan. became his thing. It's like, oh, we still want to kill it. Well, yeah. even after we bought it. Yeah, but it, that that's a way of crushing it, but not the way that he wanted to go. He wants yeah. to at all levels consolidate the brand under the one entity. And just be able to control that IP, that brand, you know, the the fucking even like the vertical fucking production of it, mm-hmm. all under you know one roof, um, and you know the, everything about D and D is like contrary to that, you know, and 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 that's why I think another reason like the consumer activism was successful. Yeah. Uh, I, I would not take this as a case study, though. No, you know this is this I, is I was an outlier. Say, do you want to know a place a very... where consumer activism won't work? Yeah, let's let's hear. I say I've taken up enough time with with this now in two episodes, so I see the floor. Who's who's next? The consumer activism will not affect any of the big players in Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo when it comes to their decision to you know cut ties with E3. Yeah, Sony, I'm what not gonna watch your I'm really not gonna is. watch your state of play if, unless you go to E3, which you haven't done in like a decade. I mean, what is E3 as like a entity? I, I've always the electronic that. I never looked it up. Entertainment Expo is that what the second yes, E is? Three E's. Oh, so it's just like a third party, like yeah. right. it's an industry. It's uh... who runs it? What's it? What are they called? The I forget the like. It's like the electronic something. Like who runs E three? We're doing it live. Ent- folks. Entertainment Software Association, the ESA. Which, yes. funnily enough, and this is, is the, the big thing. Association. Microsoft is on the board of yes of the ESA, and they're saying, "Fuck you, we're not going." <laughs> yeah. No, the, so, the better so part is Sony. About that is they're not just saying "fuck you, we're not going." They're saying we're going to have our own show. In Los Angeles, next door, at the same time as E3, <laughs> not part of your show. Next door, I mean, because yeah, because yeah, think about it this way, right? They're like, why would we pay probably upwards of millions of dollars to you know host these things, to you know to create booths and 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 demos and all the shit when they can do it in the Microsoft Theater, which is like right next door in a building they own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And control like all the content. When they, yeah, when vertical they control. control. Vertical control. Right. Absolutely. E three fucked up when they canceled. I think the past two, uh, two years ago, you don't really like COVID was still going on and stuff like that, uh, and they they ceded the floor to the digital showcase, which is where all of these companies were like, "Wait a second, we hmm. can just we we can just do this ourselves. We can control <laughs> from the our own studio." We can control we don't the have to do it live in front of a studio audience. Man, I but it's, it's so shitty because I love seeing the 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 publishers sweat under pressure under under the limelight, you know. Yeah, but it's so much better when we're watching a Nintendo Direct and they can do the little point and they get the snap sound. I and... do love I do love the snapping. It does it does again un- unlock some hidden dopamine in my yeah. brain. I'm it's a good sound. They, it's. Uh... They definitely hired acoustic engineers to find the right frequency that triggers like a dopamine hit in yeah. the back of the mind. And soon they will control us once they get the <laughs> portable Nintendo VR and they're able to just, you know, give us that snap on the go in our virtual realities. Nintendo will Friend, control us all. Did you not buy Nintendo Labo and build yourself the cardboard <laughs> VR headset? <laughs> uh, that's such a that's such an interesting idea. But yeah, what do you what do you think this means for for the future of EA? Because I mean, I've I've heard plenty of people say none of these three have technically been at E3 in the past few iterations. Nintendo was the only one who had a booth, but even they, you yeah. know, they they weren't doing presentations. Nintendo would always throw their treehouse event in with it, right? 
So what what do we think E three looks like then this year? Well, I mean, Ubisoft, EA, and whatever other developer wants to peacock for someone to buy them. They, still, if if Activision <laughs> has if the Activision deal has not gone through, they might I guess have to go there. But do they go? Do they do that, or do they go to to Jeff's show? You know, do they go to the Summer Games Fest now? That's the question. I mean, the again, E three kind of fucked themselves with their uh, announcement of coming back at this point. Like there was no real chance that they were going to be able to pull off uh, the same scale of what they used to be able to do, especially now that, you know, summer games fest has been a, a proven alternative in the, uh, the emptiness that they left behind. They need but to spe- just pivot. But speaking and- of emptiness though, it's like the, the, I don't mean to like hate on Jeff or whatever, but like <laughs> the, the, the summer games fest shit is is like is soulless it's empty yes. Uh, yes. like it's just like it's so overly curated to the point where it just is it's not helpful like i was like i mean i was in the thralls of lyme disease last year when when that was happening so i wasn't really doing much anyways but like i'm just like strung out uh you know <laughs> on, on on my couch like having like a multiple screens up as i'm watching through multiple presentations that are going at the same time and it's just like my brain just turned to mush just because it's just like so much shit that they're showing like that like it all bleeds together and like i'm not you're not actually getting much of substance of real substance you know you're not seeing like is this game is this you know this demo build gonna fucking bug out you know on on live television which you know always has you on on like you know the edge of your seat but i don't know it's just it's i don't like that this is where the industry is going it's bad for it's bad for consumers absolutely it's only good for publishers yeah because when you don't when you're not running something live uh you can go back and be like okay that doesn't look good we should uh reshoot that or we should uh find a different area where that bug doesn't pop up I, I think this, you know, presents an opportunity to pivot and showcase the fucking indi- the, uh, indie uh, space of the industry. Why, you know, E3 should just take it there and give them and an summer opportunity. Game, summer Games Fest already has the, the indie uh, gr- crowd under their thumb. So they've got the another showcase world. too, but... But is it a, a live production or is no. it the... Yeah, it's the, the curated stuff, so... Give the indie the the live space. Prop them up. I mean, I I can only hope for that, right? That's that would be I mean, my yeah. wish. That would be my wish. Um, but yeah, I I, I just well, think my only hope would bad. be that we don't get we don't get uh, just a bunch of indie devs doing the live version of holding the gun to the screen and saying that I poured all my life and soul into <laughs> this game, and if you, you don't play it, like it. I lost my wife. I have no friends. <laughs> I'm poor. Please buy this game. <laughs> my last, my last hope is going into you know the sales of this game. Yeah, if I if I don't if you don't buy this game, I will have to donate my body to science. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be donating my kidney in a yeah, on the black the market. market. <laughs> yeah. Some doctor in a back alley takes both of them. in which like i don't know this this again it's it is both weird in that in that it's this is not good but you know how really different is it than than it, it would have been in the past with you know again these the, these major three basically haven't haven't been present but it ties into the you know the the trends of uh you know the industry consolidation right you know if the big three aren't there then who else there are only like three independent publishers left you know, easy. It's you know, EA, Activision, and Ubisoft. Darn. Might as well just buy them. <laughs> all up too. all companies we don't want, like. You know, nobody yeah. wants to see from anyways. Like you know, like we'll Ubisoft's going to go up there and show Creed. off Skull and Bones again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're going to do another another. You know, they're going to make like a, a you know turn their stage into a pirate. You know, into a, a pirate ship deck, and uh, they, you know, they so need to promise us that this game is going to get... come out again. Get rid of the pirate theme and turn it into Treasure Planet, uh, space pirate Hell. theme. Hell yeah, <laughs> we love space pirates. Uh, it's just, 
I don't know. I don't know what to expect because I was like, part of me before this announcement was like, you know, save up some money. Let's 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 fly out to to sunny California and you know go to E3 this year. That would be fun. Um, but I don't know if it's if that's if it's worth it at this point. Because I was thinking like, oh, we could go to we could go to uh, we could go to E3, E3 and, then, and then World. and then go to Super yeah. Nintendo World as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was my thought. It's like, ooh, that would be fucking fun. You know, I'm I always am, down to go to Nintendo World. Yeah, I'm I also where... down to go to Japan Nintendo World so we can go to <laughs> Donkey Kong World. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Um, I am always wary though of those type of you know branded theme park things because of the 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 shitty time I had when I was ten years old when I went to Legoland. Mm. Um, Hilarious! It was, You're scarred. It was so underwhelming. There's some cool parts there, but like. There's just some bits that were like it was just completely underwhelming. Uh, you need you need to do what every adult our age has done and make the pilgrimage to Star Wars World in a uh, not worth Disney. it. I don't have I don't have I don't have you need to spend two hundred dollars to build your own lightsaber. Yeah, I don't have thousands of dollars to spend on that shit. No, nope, um, it's not worth it. It sucks. I didn't pay for my ticket, thank God. But I'm I'm you know preventing you from making that mistake don't do it yeah i'm not gonna pay five thousand dollars to stay in a hotel that has no windows <laughs> that's the authentic experience man that all the windows are lcd screens that like in case of a fire <laughs> i'm trapped and don't know how to get out <laughs> these pods. <laughs> like, you know oh, fuck. there's a C- the c3po waddling by <laughs> <laughs> The actor, the actor in the C-3PO costume can't can't run fast enough and gets in, I see them get engulfed by the flames and hear their robotic all, screams. All to the background sound of the traditional Star Wars alar- alarm sound. <laughs> no, you bet that's what they're... That's what's so funny. That would probably be what their, their fire alarm thing no was. Doubt. So people are like, is this a scripted event? You know, yeah. is, this, is this an actual emergency? <laughs> But from everything I've heard, then Super Nintendo World seems like a joy. Yes, I yeah. want to go eat the Luigi burger. Yeah, I've seen I've seen lots of good and stuff get the about it. the the toad garlic uh, knots. I mean, so they definitely we, we, are good to let let toad cook. From what I've heard, that it's it is yeah, the food is like one of the top bits there. Expensive as hell, but of course, but uh, it's all good from what I. But I've you seen. know what they say: when in the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do as they do in the Mushroom Kingdom and eat. Eat good, uh, yeah. So that that would be uh, that would be fun. I, like I don't know. I'm still thinking that might be fun to do, but um, I mean, we just go to Nintendo World. Like maybe if we live but if we went to if we went to if we you know form form the LLC and and go to e three, we can you know write it off. Write it off. Taxes. <laughs> it's a work trip work work event i mean we could still make it a work event if we go yeah. to super nintendo world we just gotta like film a short we'll just live vlog, and then that's it yeah yeah film one short and you're good me, me live vlogging from the the mario kart ride while stomping on children <laughs> <laughs> just making some some kid cry so our, and then our... filming it for internet points yes. yeah so yeah, moving then from making uh, making children cry to making grown men cry with the their overpriced GPUs. Andrew, what's you got? Yes. A, you got a story for us? So uh, the the main story here, and I, I think this this one was something I wanted to highlight because I think this is not specific to uh, this industry by any means, and it's that AMD and Nvidia have both come to admit over the last uh at least two quarters for amd and i think even a little bit longer from nvidia they've been purposely under shipping their gpus in order to keep prices inflated and it's just like i don't know this is something that just personally really grinds grinds my gears um because it's 
you know, this is just they're they're openly admitting to price manipulation in a way that is just so, generally accepted. So and, like that is probably just just close to skirting, you know, the you know, from being illegal. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, like, we see this with other things. Not a monopoly. There's three companies in the space. So yeah, no, they're not monopolizing anything. And like, this is something I really wanted to highlight because I think it ties into a larger issue here. In that, like, we see this with uh, housing supply. Like, mm-hmm. landlords purposefully undership and will hold mar- hold units off market because they know, hey three months from now, we'll be able to get a higher rent and make more money. And it's worth not making money on that unit for these three months. And that it just leads to huge issues within housing. And I mean, it, Mike, I'm sure you can speak to that Yeah, too. well, I'm just going to say that's even more nefarious because like, oh, yeah, you know, housing versus getting your your super fast wow. computer. I'm, just, I'm sitting here <laughs> out of my mind as a gamer. Unable to buy a 4090 that won't fit in my PC case and would take half of my half of my house's power to run properly. And and you're and, telling me and there's a good chance it would set on fire as well. Yeah. <laughs> and you're telling me that housing is more important. I, I can't it even it is hard to hear the, our viewers or our listeners are gonna have a tough time with that one. I just can't. I'm <laughs> wow. Matt needs a cool down now. How, how am I supposed to stay warm in these cold winter months without my GPU to thermally insulate me? I, I, am, I, am not a, I am not an economics head here by any means, but it's like the same things that we're seeing with the, you know, just the, the fact of inflation, right? It's just yeah. that prices are being artificially uh, raised, right? You know, there's basically yep. a, an unspoken agreement across the market that- Price you know, gouging. Yeah. That oh, you mean the up prices? You mean the hand waving that's gone on since the uh, oil companies showed off their uh, last quarter profits, yeah. and everything has been look the other way. There's nothing yeah. over here. Sixty I mean, million dollars in profit for a year. You know everything that we rely on, and that is you know uh, you know a, a cause of inflation. So, you know, quote unquote, just being price gouged. Yeah, and and like they Matt, used... it looks like you were just fingering a pillow. <laughs> there is a hole for the socket they... <laughs> on the AMD red. They uh, no, they use they use the supply chain issues as a way to to initially undership, and they, now they they're just undershipping they directly. Like they're, they're literally saying, uh, "Thank you, and let's go, Brandon." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's just, I mean, this is something that is interesting because it just, it just goes against everything that everyone who's a capitalist claims is part of this free market where, you know, you have supply and demand and it sets the most efficient price. And it's like, well, if suppliers are under shipping purposefully, then that, that's not what's happening. (laughs) You you need regulation (laughs) to, in order to, you know. uh... Actual free markets are like the enemy of big business. Yes. Yeah, they don't. They don't it's, use free. It's markets. all. It's all a lie, folks. Don't believe them. Don't believe their lies. Free markets like edition. may have worked in like uh you know Medici Florence under like you know uh, a grain market, but yeah, even under there, Cosimo like, the you know, Elder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when you actually had you, you know the goutful, you know a couple <laughs> local people making the same product as opposed to one multinational conglomerate yeah. making 50 different products that you think are all run by different companies. No, they're not. They're all owned by the same fucking place. They're all the same ingredients. They just have a different fucking label. God damn it. <laughs> chemicals and corn. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have you all, know. All the cereals are just, yeah, corn. It's just all just I'll have you know that corn. Lay's and Ruffles are not the same. So. <laughs> I would maybe tend to agree with you there. Chips are, you know, we need the different, cho- we need the diversity yeah, yeah. of choices there. Correct. That's potatoes, though. So that's for, different. For my, for that's real food. That's Here's real a fun food. fact about the <laughs> Frito Lay Company. They uh, sued a bunch of farmers in, I think it was Indonesia, mm-hmm. because they happened to grow the exact type of potato that they used to make uh, Lay's. And they like did it yes. accidentally or something like that, or they and, bought and, the and and they didn't agree to their their you know terms and conditions. Good yeah, yeah, terms and conditions have been of indentured servitude. Yeah. It's even it's even crazier than that though because you'll they're, have um, they're not Nabisco. It's like Nabisco is the one who's like no Frito Lay is their own. Yeah, it's PepsiCo. But, so which which are the ones that have actually been accused of slave labor? 
it's Nestle. It's Nestle too. Um, yeah. I think it's Nestle and Nabisco. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is even but Nabisco that... makes Oreos. So <laughs> <laughs> Matt, those are vegan. Matt brings up an interesting thing there though, because even um, you'll see the, the large uh, like seed producers, I'm, I'm forgetting the, the company that does it, but if you use like GMO seeds and you're next to a farm that doesn't, and your shit cross pollinates yeah, that farmer. They own it. They own the, it. The they own it, or they can sue that farmer who had no it. Like he couldn't even control yeah. that. It's fucking crazy. But I I, I unleash my genetically I modified bees to steal their pollen and, and cross pollinate everything, so I can eminent domain <laughs> their whole. Matt owns everything now. Drone bees. And then oh, I'll yeah. release Asian murder hornets to kill off the bee population. <laughs> so I'm the only one who has bees. Um, E-man. But yeah, we've we've digressed a little bit. But yeah, AMD, NVIDIA, they're, they're fucking the market what do you up. Mean? We were talking about GPUs and then we got to bee farming. <laughs> um, and that's fucked up and I hate it. And they're not the only people that do it. So just keep that I in mean, mind. It, yeah, it's... don't worry, guys. Intel's gonna save us from NVIDIA and AMD owning the GPU. <laughs> Dude, it's been happening with things even like eggs. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like at like one point, six, it was like six nine dollars. Yeah, right now it's like, it's like six dollars a dozen, which is ex- still excessive. Yeah, me, me buying a dozen of eggs just to throw them in the dumpster to show solidarity. <laughs> Dude, and now they're back to like normal price and they're like $3.30 for a fucking carton of eggs. It was literally well, wasn't like it, wasn't that also somewhat related to there was like bird flu going around in the that was the claim. Trend. But it was that one that was the claim, and it, they were like eight dollars before then, you know? So like it, the bird flu thing accounts for maybe like two dollars of the markup and some like actual supply shortage, whereas you know beforehand it was totally artificial no the real fun part there is apparently the bird flu has like passed over to like seals or something like that harbor seals oh no don't don't we love don't we love government so so pandemic three electric boogaloo (laughs) fuck Um, so yeah under shipping problem in the larger global economy amd nvidia doing shitty things manipulating the prices of your gpus you should be mad at them they suck you know what else we should be mad about? What? The destruction of a very high quality. Oh, the 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 company. What was what was the company? We talked about that a while back. The the company that makes GPUs that made them. Oh no! Nvidia. Oh. Oh, I thought it was I, I was trying to set up Mike's what I thought was his top story. Oh uh, no! With well, the I Pokemon mean... Yellow. We we could set it up on a, a happy note from bad business to maybe some decency in business with the TCG player uh dot com unionization drive number dose. This is actually their second. Um they had an original union drive in 2022, like just before slash beginning of the pandemic um and it you know was unsuccessful they ended up withdrawing the petition um i I think just you know the craze of the pandemic uh and you know uh among other things um but they're back at it um and i think at a better position um because you know that initial drive um was prior to the huge boom of the company throughout COVID and just like the popularity of trading card games in general um, and, and the amount of money in the the business. Um, you know, so much so that eBay bought TCG Player last year in October. Um, what, what do you think that purchase had, had to do with the renewed drive? I mean, it did say, you know, some of the the activists and and workers there said it it definitely pushed up their timeline. Um, You know, they, the the business went through crazy growth uh, throughout the pandemic. You know, they were averaging at least 100 new employees a year um, throughout the pandemic. Last year, they grew like 150 employees. So they're at like 600 now. That includes 280 at the um, authentication center, um, and, and, you know, people that are like, you know, working the line of, uh, 
reviewing cards, um, you know, pa packaging them, things like that. Um, so, you know, the, this acquisition just, you know, pushed up the timeline of, of trying to get, uh, get some protection in, in, in their work because, you know, they said, uh, not only are they like specialized workers, they go through a training to be, you know, an authenticator. Um, but it's just like a, you know, it is, uh, a laborious job they're on their feet all the time um you know uh could be moving you know have doing heavy lifting um so they have uh, uh you know physical stress from the job as well um so that you know they, they it seems that i i would hope that they have some some leverage now um they're looking to unionize those 280 employees so it's almost almost half the company um, you know, uh, in and of itself. Um, did you see this statement here by eBay though? Like they, they, my guess would be that they like probably hired the same anti-union law firm that Activision. Does. <laughs> oh, if sure. you, if you swap out eBay and, you know, up. TCG player with just, you know, Activision and say Raven studios, uh or one of the other ones it, this reads exactly the same as their statements you know we respect the rights of our employees to choose or refuse union representation that said we are proud that our unwavering commitment to employee folks values blah 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 have been able to do this you know toward a shared objective without union representation so this is basically saying they're doing their legal bare minimum of saying you know we're not you know we we respect their right to think about doing a union but we're going to do everything behind the scenes to pressure them against it I mean, you don't even have to hire the same uh, union busting law firm. You could literally just go to, you know, like you said, Microsoft's uh, statement. It's, that's and boilerplate. Like, copy, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. copy pasta and, and, you know, change out the names, um, you know. But I mean, there so, are like only like what? There's like three major uh, legal firms that do that type of work, essentially, from what I've read. And I'm sure yeah. they all kind of. Yeah, exactly. And but and that's what I'm saying. Book. Like, yeah, and and they're all copying from each other to begin with. Like, you know, it, it, the guy at law firm A that did Microsoft Activisions, you know, you know, puts that out there. He did his due diligence, whatever. So the lawyer at, at law firm B is just gonna, you know, the first thing he's gonna do is not a, a you know. Not opening up a blank search. document. <laughs> yeah, he's not opening up a blank document at all. He's going to, you know, search uh, the Microsoft Activision one, do a little copy paste, do, you know, some editing there, maybe change up a few words, you know, uh, add a little splash here and there, and then send it off. Doesn't even look like they did that. It looks like a straight, you know, boilerplate copy pasta. I do. I do always love that these statements always always make certain to say not only that they have the option to choose to unionize but that they have the option to not choose to unionize. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's the, the 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 bias is clear you're uh you're, like patrick your bias is showing um you know it's just it's it's so clear but like only only in the most bad faith way could you read this and be like this is not you know or th this is unbiased you know that this yeah. is this is an even uh, representation of what's going on here like it, but so you know th they're gonna put that that statement out regardless we know that ebay is not gonna be you know very uh they're, they're not pro-union in any way um so th this is expected so i i'm kind of banking on the size of the union that it's uh you know one specific group of people uh and and what i know about uh, specific, um, you know, group of employee. Uh, what I know about TCG player is like the employees there love working there. Like there, it has a good culture that they've built, you know, the workers themselves have built. They obviously have their problems with management and now right, with but eBay, but that seems to be like, the, that's the same argumentation I would say about, you know, people who work in video games, right? It's like, you do this because you're passionate, right? And if you, there's always the, then the unspoken threat that like, if you're not going to do it how we want, uh, there are 10, there are 10 other people who are willing to do it for less pay and less benefits and less representation. But, you know, this it makes it this rife is such for a special this is such yes. a specialized area of like you know, there's not many other card authentication you know people that you could pull from 
it's not a, a wide uh, labor market there. Um, and, and the fact not as that wide as, yeah, everybody is like, who's been, you know, that every Democrat has told like, well, have you considered learning to code? I was just saying, like, you know, these are uh, like auction house nerds for fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards, you know, and Pokemon cards. Um, you know, it, it's a very yeah. niche. Yeah, it's people who have taken a degree in the library sciences. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, you know, it, it's not a... Uh, Do they organize cards by the Dewey Decimal System? Yeah, like, who knows? They, they, these, these people are special. It's a special autism that they have. Yeah. Um, that, that not many people have. So... Um, and the fact that, you know, some of the tactics, um, that we've seen in the video game industry, I don't think can be deployed here. You know, we've seen, um, uh, employers try to expand the group in order to like dilute, right. uh, the, the union, um, like solidarity or the union support, which, you know, it, you can't do so much here. A, a lot of the other people that you know won't be in this union or are in managerial roles that you know just can't be part of a, a union um so like they, they've already captured from what i've seen of like you know the 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 group um and, and everyone is in that group uh and, yeah. and and have had the support um previously i hope, i am hopeful for that like i'm a little yeah. bit concerned just because of the um i don't know if you guys remember this story um we had the the studio, I think it was Proletariat Games, which is so ironic that, you know, we had uh, <laughs> this company Proletariat that was, you know, looking like it was going to be like the first union that was first video game union that was had wide support throughout the entire studio. It wasn't just to one department like QA testers. Yeah. It was the whole everybody non-management and they were so optimistic. They had they like, you know, they're saying like, oh, yeah, we can't, we're not susceptible to uh you know those same tactics because i think this is i think proletariat is a activision subsidiary yes it is it is yeah. was known as blizzard boston um you know like that we are not susceptible to this but then their ceo came in and was like well nope uh you know this is the proletariat ceo uh you know pressured them and and undermined support and they had to withdraw their 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 election yeah, again that, though that like... one was defeating that, one was that, one, that sucked because that would have been such a cool that would have been such a big win what, what i think is different here is they're all the same position they're all card authenticators okay you know like it, it is one solid group that all has the same interest it's not you know unionizing qa testers which uh, may have a variety of different roles and are you know pocketed throughout different yeah, embedded in different in, parts yeah, of the studio yeah. exactly and, and it's so you know, tactics to break it up it's one warehouse one uh, uh you know um employee title yeah mm -hmm. uh that has you know tried before and i've you know largely uh, outside reasons for withdrawing um and you know th this business has grown so much they like tripled their uh their they exploded yeah they tripled their like digital sales in uh the past like two years um they just you know they were acquired for almost 300 million dollars uh just prior to that they had gotten 35 million in uh strategic finance from vista credit partners um so you know I, I'm my thought is that you know if, if I were to be uh, eBay's lawyer on this, um, and this is not legal advice, I'm not a lawyer. Um, is not that eBay would listen to me really. Who the fuck's gonna listen to this podcast? But my my thought would be play ball, unionize, and then you know play hardball in the negotiations because. It, you know, you do want to make these employees happy. You do know that it's a limited labor pool. A lot of the people that work here have gone through like training through TCG player to be in these roles. So if you hire new people, you have to put more resources behind that to train them to that level. So like there, um, I think there's a lot of like business decisions. The eBay CEOs just kind of toned out right there at the end. And all <laughs> I was just, 
a, a camera system where the card just slides over the camera <laughs> takes a picture inspects it and slides it along three different con- conveyor belts those systems exist by the way oh, I, yeah. we had one where i used to work well now you just you know the, the it's over, it's over. So, yeah, they're coming yeah. after campaign comrades now and they're gonna you know, they're gonna rip us apart physically well, and and I, I think you i think you hit on something there that gives this group a little bit more leverage and not to wage into or wade into what i think is a very uh, toxic discussion of like skilled versus unskilled labor like all labor is skilled but these people yes. in particular are absolutely skilled in a way that does i think give them some some maybe not much so but at least they have some a special leverage yeah they have a, a specialization that like requires uh you know a certain training that's not typical of um, other industries solidarity with them absolutely um but yeah folks if you want to come for for us at campaign comrades you can Find us at twitch.tv slash campaign comrades. You can follow us on Twitter at campcompod. Um, hell, I'm even willing to put out, you can you can email us at campaigncomrades at gmail.com if you have suggestions that you want of things you want to hear us talk about on game focus episodes, yeah. uh, our adaptation episodes. Be on the lookout for our next adaptation episode of Doom with the Rock coming coming out next week. Yes. I watched it last night. How was it? Can't wait. I have not watched it. I yet. mean, ju- just as awful as I remember, but in, in, in the best ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, folks. Uh, I do I do want to uh, one quick error and omission that I want to highlight? Uh, I called. I called Matt. What did I? What did I refer to you as there? Uh, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, Matt, we should promote you to official producer. You are not the editor. You are the producer of this mm-hmm. podcast. So yeah. thank you for your service. Absolutely. I mean, I'm putting Absolutely. it on my resume. I'm, I'm executive saluting. producer of the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I'm sure that'll get you hired at your next job for sure. They're going to be really interested in that bit of experience. But until uh, <laughs> next time, we will see you then. Good gaming, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.